find the action or the motivation in the unmotivating days and you will find that the power and drive that that brings you is much greater even than what you would accomplish on the days that you're fully motivated. And most importantly, most importantly, a person will never achieve great things unless they are consistently acting when they are unmotivated. Welcome to the Spiritually Hungry Podcast. <laughs> well, so today we're going to talk about motivation, and I think it's an awesome topic. I think we are generally motivated people. Me and you, you mean? Yes. Right. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's behind everything you do or don't do in the course of your day. If we have it, we feel energized and purposeful. If we don't, we can feel adrift, bored, or restless and can factor into many other complications well, like I think depression it's and... I think it's important to underscore, you know, how important this idea is, right? Like you said, we will not accomplish anything important without motivation. So hopefully we can impart to our listeners today maybe some tools or some ways to awaken motivation, because without it, and not, not just without it, right, but to the degree that we have, right? A person can be motivated, but really the difference between a person who accomplishes greatly and a person who just accomplishes is how great their motivation is. And we haven't discussed this, but I think where we're both going to go is that motivation is connected and linked to our desires, and depending where our desires are rooted, will ensure whether we have continual motivation. Well, that's a very important point. If you don't mind, can I? Sure. So, like you said, the, the root of motivation, right, obviously, and we're talking about obviously positive motivation, obviously a person can be motivated to do harm There are those stories and so on, but we're not, obviously we're not addressing, let's hope none of our, uh, our listeners are, are in that path. But when we talk about motivation, it's very much rooted in desire. And it's important to know that desire is a finite quality. It is, as we've spoken, I think, in previous podcasts... one of podcasts, my favorite things to talk about, that desire. we're going to unpack, and why it's finite, because people don't well, necessarily see it that way. Well, so... I, but we should probably do a whole podcast just on desire, but... Um, you say this all the time, then we finish <laughs> the podcast, and we're like, what should we talk about next week? You should take notes. Um... <laughs> Our soul, what we call our soul, is actually simply a store of storage of desire. And throughout our life, we expend desire, sometimes for selfish things, sometimes for sharing things. Everything, almost everything that we do is, is predicated on a use of desire. And that's why, by the way, often when a person gets older, you know, whether it's in their 70s, in their 80s, in their 90s, you will find very often people at, at later stages in life have less desire than they had in the beginning. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We are right, meant... We assume that that's just nature. Right. But in fact, it's kind of like the more that you use something like desire for purpose and good and rooted in things that... The more it stays alive. And the more it stays alive, and therefore you have more days and more life. Exactly, and more desire. So basically, what we're saying is that it, your desire should never wane. It could be, in fact, it should be as strong as it is at any other part of your life. Right. And so I think the first 
lesson, understanding about, about motivation, as it is predicated on desire, is that, you know, a person can say, well, I need or I want to accomplish these things. Right? I have my, I, I look at my life as a, as a purposeful uh, path to fulfill important tasks. Everyone, obviously, should do that internal work of finding where it is for them. I, I think I know what it is for me. I am sure you believe, at least for now, at this point in my life, what it is for me. But the question is not simply, what do you choose to be motivated for, but rather, what else are you doing with your desire? So, if a person wastes their desire on either call it negative things, or, or terribly selfish things, well then, his or her desire will not be there, certainly not strong enough, to propel their motivation for greater and greater things. So, if you look, if you understand that when you do not, if a person does not protect their desire, and that means not to use it in ways that are selfish, not to use it in ways that are certainly hurtful towards others, if a person does not do that, then they will find that they lack motivation in the important areas of their lives, or more importantly, lack the great level of motivation necessary to accomplish great things, important things, big things. So, the protection of our desire is something that is very important. So, if a person is using it for a desire to share, right, or whatever right. energy effort they have, it is not just for themselves, but it is for generations that will come after them, right? They are thinking in terms that are expansive, that are are transformative, that are growth-oriented. Right. Then, they have more strength and desire to do more and more throughout their life. Exactly. Conversely, if a person uses the amount, let us say two people have the same amount of desire, equal, right? One uses for what I just said, and the other one uses it just for the desire to see for the self alone. I want this thing, that is going to make me happy, I want that thing, I want that thing, and, and it is never with the consciousness or consideration of the greater good or whole, then eventually over time... If it is in balance, right? It is time, it is fine to have some Well, there, yes, for yes, everybody, if, if you are human, yeah, you are going to go somewhere in between. And that is a positive thing, but balance, right? But if it is over, over... So, by age 50, 60, 70, slowly, right, it becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. Right, but even at a younger age, the point is, even at a younger age, you know, I, you, I think you have shared about this as, as it relates to relationships, where you have people who say, well, you know, I will fool around in my 20s, but then when I am 30, I will get serious and find my soulmate, whatever that means, right? The reality is that the waste of desire in, the tw- in their 20s, where they I was speaking to somebody recently, and they were sharing that, you know, we talk about transformation, change. It's a really important topic. It's maybe what makes us uh, spiritual and, and and allows for growth. And so we were talking about you know how he has changed. And he said, you know, when I was in college, those first those four years, I wish I could take that person back. I said, why? He mm. says, you know, because I was just a very selfish person. Mm. I just wanted to fulfill my desire, and especially as it came to women and th- those relationships, it was only about fulfilling his own desires. Thankfully, hopefully, he's found his soulmate. But the point is that, as it relates to everything, but certainly as it relates to soulmates, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, as it relates to soulmates, for example, if a person wastes their desires in selfish ways, then it makes it much more difficult for them to have motivation, desire to actually find their soulmate and be able to to be with them. So this is really not. This is a, an all-encompassing understanding that our protection of our desire is what allows motivation for the important things. I think we just finished the podcast right there. There you go. <laughs> That's the overarching big, big... Yes. I, and, and But one more thing, which I think is very important, 
and it's interesting. I was talking. We, we try. I tried to study with our children once a week, and I was studying with David and Miriam, and we were talking about this idea that one of the reasons, and I believe this about every one of us, we should have much more motivation than we have, even if we're doing important things, even if we're doing good things. What creates a greater level of motivation if a person understands really the powers that they have? And if there's one thing that I can say for certain for every single one of us. None of us truly knows, appreciates, truly understands how powerful we are. That's a really, really, really big point. Today, Abigail and I went to her old school that she went to before she got diagnosed with dyslexia, and we were invited to read our book, The Gift of Being Different, to... And sorry, Monica, <laughs> I can't let that moment go. Every one of our listeners, yeah. please, I strongly recommend for your benefit, your children's benefits, your family's benefits, everything as we're heading towards the holiday season, stop the podcast, pause the podcast right now, certainly come back to it, but go and purchase your copy of The Gift of Being Different by Monica and Abigail Berg on Amazon, or wherever you buy your books. Buy a copy for yourself, and for every person that you know, it's a very both inspirational, beautiful book. So, we went and we read to uh, three different fourth grade classes, so about 50 kids, and we led a workshop on finding your superpower, and then we had a Q&A after, and I was so inspired. But it's interesting, as you were speaking, one of the kids said, so how many books, is this it? Are you going to write more? How many books are you going to write? We said, well, actually, there's 10 in the series. It's like 10, and then they're like, what are the topics? So I brought some of them up, and I said, well, one is about homelessness and empathy. Do you know what empathy is? They all did. I was like, ego, two knew what ego were, humility. It was just really interesting to see where they were at, but then one child followed up with the question, well, what about after the 10 books? Do you think you're going to want to write more? Then what about after that? What's after? And it was interesting in that, and that was what I shared with them. I said, as long as you are learning through your life experiences, I said, whatever Abigail and I will be experiencing and inspires us is probably what we're going to write about, but also wherever we see the state of the world is, and we feel that we can affect positive change in that way, that's what we'll write about. As long as you have a desire to tell a story, to be part of a whole, right? What, what are we doing? We're trying to influence other people to realize that their superpower, their differences are their superpower. But it was so interesting that he they kept asking, okay, then what's next? Then what's next? And as you're speaking, I mean, that's the goal, right? That we continuously ask ourselves that question. Absolutely. So one of the ideas which is related to that, right, that we all have so much more potential power and therefore responsibility then we can even comprehend. There's a beautiful idea that... that I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's sure, where sure, I wanted sure. to go with it. Yeah. It's that, then, then one child said, well, is dyslexia a, <laughs> a real thing? And I said, yes, dyslexia is. And another child said, is this a true story? And then I said, yes, it is. And they all opened their eyes and looked at Abigail, even <laughs> the wider eyes. And the point is, if we didn't think that we had some connection to something greater than this, which is really what makes us powerful, right? If we didn't believe in that ability, we wouldn't have set out to write a book. Certainly, we wouldn't even think to write 10 books with the same kinds of characters and going in the same genre. We would never, right? And it's not that we think that we are great, but we believe in the power that resides within us. So that's where I wanted to go when you yeah. were saying that, because it's not, I think it's a perfect example, right? It's not Beautiful. like you have to reinvent something. It's not that 
It's that you have to, every single one of us, right? Often I counsel people and they're like, I want to find my purpose. I want to find what I'm meant to do. And I say the mistake most people make is that they think that they're going to get some kind of divine inspiration. They're going to have this clarity of what they're supposed to do. And then they're going to do great things. Absolutely not. You need to start doing. You need to be in, believe in the power that you are capable of doing great things, that you are powerful. You come from something that is completely endless and limitless. And from that space, when you start doing and doing and doing, then you will find your purpose. Right. And actually, one to that point, before we go back to the previous point, that there's actually the science, science the studies show, you know, people think, and I actually quoted from one of the studies here, I want to read it, where they found that motivation is a result of action, not the cause of it. Mm, and that's word. exactly what you said. Exactly. I didn't even <laughs> and it's very, very important, right? Because that's just the proofs in the pudding. That exactly. Works. And and so that's a very important uh, a tool or key for every one of our listeners to know that if there's something important to be done, don't wait for the motivation. Start doing it. You will find that you will get motivation from it. But I do want to go back to to the previous point, which I think is so important. The reality of our existence, the reality of this world, is that for everything that is revealed, for everything that you see, there is countless more that is concealed. So, for example, the physical Earth upon which we walk. Most of us, probably for thousands of years, people didn't believe that there was anything below the earth that was worthwhile, right? They knew grass grew, trees grew, so, and it's a place for us to walk, right? To tread. But in reality, we later found diamonds and gold and fuel and gases and all kinds of very, very, very important uh, and, and, and powerful uh, tools that we can use for development inside the earth. So, if you think about it just logically, what's more powerful, the revealed shell of the earth or the great treasures found inside? Well, of course, it's the great treasures found inside. I know. I was like, why ask this question? Well, it's a trick question. Well, the point the point of that, what the what the sages teach, is that that is meant to give us an understanding about ourselves. I'll give another story. There's an interesting story in the, in the ancient writings about, uh, again, it's a much longer story than this, a very interesting one about King Solomon, who needed the help of a certain spirit, actually the king of all the spirits. And he has his strongest man go, his name was Benayahu, go and capture the king of the, of the spirits, and he brings him to King Solomon. On the way, they come upon a few very interesting things two of them which I'll share, which I find both interesting and motivating. They walk by a, a shoemaker's store, and they hear a man, one of the oh, customers... Oh, I just heard you say this. I found that very inspiring. Yes. yes. So, he's... He, very inspiring. Very scary, also. Yes. yes. Sometimes, scary, fear, as a motivator, is a very powerful motivator. So, he walks by a shoemaker, and he hears a man telling the shoemaker, you know, make sure these sho shoes are made so well that they last me at least seven years. And Ashmedai, the, the king of the spirits, starts laughing. And then they walk by a person, a magician, a sorcerer, right, who believed he had powers that he could see, and he had a big sign, you know, believe, you know, I can see into the future, I can see everything, ask me any question. And Ashmedai starts laughing. Some time goes by, and Benayahu, who was, who was walking with him, says, I want to ask you about some of the things that happened in our path here. By the way, I love the names. Yes, <laughs> uh, the ancient names. So he said to him, when we walked by the shoemaker, why did you laugh? 
He says, that man was asking for a shoe that will last him seven years. He's not even going to live for another seven days. Number one. And then he sits and we walked by the sorcerer who was announcing how he could see it in the future and he could see so far. And you laughed. He says, why? He says, that idiot, his house was resting upon a great treasure that one of the kings from earlier generations had hidden there. And he can't even see what's underneath his feet. He's telling everybody he can see into the distance and into the future. And that's the point. The point is, we are all sitting on great treasures. And if we understand by, by the fact that this world is a world that the revealed is not even close to the level of power, treasure that is in the concealed. So each one of us needs to look inside and know with clarity and with certainty, I am sitting on, not so much sitting on, but I am holding within me great treasures. And I use the example when I share this, this story. If, if I told you with, with complete certainty, and I, you believe me and I was telling the truth, that underneath your house there is great treasure, well, you would start digging. And if you dig for a foot and you didn't find anything, you keep digging. If you looked, if you dug for ten feet and you didn't find anything, you keep digging. You dig like crazy because you know this great treasure. And I think, well, yeah, the doubt comes in. It's well, no, if you believe, that's my point. That's the well, point. if you're completely yes. And that's why what I think is one of the greatest tools. But that's the problem. Well, hopefully, that's what our podcast can can help our listeners come to know that. Each one of us has great treasures inside. And no, you have to remind yourself of that daily. And therefore, you have to dig like crazy. Dig like crazy means you are motivated now to do and to do and to do and to fail and to do and to fail and to do because you know the great treasures that reside within you. And therefore, the point is that one of the biggest obstacles that we have to great motivation, to accomplish great things, is the fact that we do not estimate our abilities strongly enough. Well, I think that part of that is because for some, their motivation is for, is based on external, and for others, it's internal. So, and there's three types of motivation. So one is extrinsic, and that is something that we're motivated by external reward or to avoid consequences. So as long as that's the case, your motivation is going to come, go, sometimes we'll be strong, sometimes we'll be weak, and it's certainly not based on things that are probably important. For instance, we get to work on time so our boss doesn't give a side eye, or we exercise because we want the outcome of it, but we hate every second of it, and it's not really, you know, coming from the strongest place. That's not real motivation, right? I mean, yeah. Well, but, right, that's why it's short-term. Extrinsic never is long-lasting. Then there's intrinsic, which is sustainable. These are things that give us inherent satisfaction and aren't tied to the outcomes. So basically, the purpose is the process is the true purpose. So for example, you never stop digging. Well, when you believe, and let's say you set out to do a goal, and it's based on a yearning you have, let's say to become a more elevated person or to do or good. If you enjoy writing, right? If you enjoy writing, right? Is that a good example? Where you enjoy the process, yeah. not just the goal that you'll have. Exactly. So, and that's what happened when I started writing. It was never for. Uh, anybody else. It was that I felt like I had something to say. And in writing, I felt completely connected to something greater, and I felt stronger and clearer. And so, yes, that was a very much internal motivation, and it still is, right? And then that process ultimately became a purpose to something greater, but it was never the intention. So that is a great example. And in fact, you know, in schools, when the rewards for, for school children is 
external or extrinsic, then it never lasts. They actually found that people have lower test scores and they do poorly. So sense. I think it's important to see where is your motivation coming from, right? Which we t- kind of touched on in the beginning. The third one, interestingly enough, is family. We are very motivated, even if it's not something that we're fully inspired to do, if we feel like it's going to benefit those that we love the most. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I want to touch, go back to one other point we were talking about, which, which I think is a very important one, the fact that in order to accomplish, you have to act, if it's important, and then motivation will come. And this concept, it's a very ancient concept, that you do the work when you don't feel like it. I was just going to say, what do you do when you feel a lack of motivation? Right, so... Right, because most people, it's like, oh, I'm going to binge watch Netflix, or because, right. I'm going to procrastinate, and I'll do it another day, because I have these other things I'm going to do. So if I asked you a question... Are you going to ask me a I'm question? I'm going to ask you a question. It's kind of a, a rhetorical question, but it's for you and for our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. That's not a real question. If you had to choose between two types of days, mm-hmm. one where you woke up in the morning and you were inspired and motivated and everything went as you wanted it to go and you did amazing things. Day one. Day two. It sounds like a good day. It sounds like a pretty good day. <laughs> day two, you wake up unmotivated. Not you. A person wakes up unmotivated, unhappy. Things don't go as they can. But there was about 20 minutes where they were able to do, to find, to do something that was productive, it was helpful. Which of those two days, I was going to say, would you choose? Of course, you would choose the first one. Which of those two days is more powerful? More purposeful is the second one, because those 20 minutes will shine so bright for you that you, it makes you take pause and say, wow, this moment, this moment was everything. Exactly. Whereas when things are going your way and this, that, you don't even notice. We actually lose appreciation because we take it for granted. And, 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 and what, the, what the Kabbalists teach is that when a person leaves this world and he or she will be shown the successes of their lives or the, the, the moments of great light, they will be a collection of those challenging days, unmotivated moments, that they chose to steal a minute or 20 to do something that was productive, to do something that was helpful, to do something that helped somebody else. That's what's going to stand out. Exactly. Those thousands of days that were motivated and everything was going great, those don't shine so much. There's a phrase that, uh, one of my more favorite phrases in the Zohar, it says, light isn't truly light unless it comes out of darkness. And the Aramaic words are, which are very powerful, late nehora ela migocha That light is not really light unless it comes out of darkness. And if you live your life in that way, right, knowing, again, of course, when the, the days of inspiration come and you're feeling greatly motivated and you're doing, enjoy those, appreciate those, do. But to also know that there's great power, there's great light, maybe more important than any other time in those days when there isn't that obvious motivation when you're not feeling that inspiration, yet you steal five minutes, ten minutes, or whatever amount of time, and do an action that actually has benefit, that, that is what will shine more, much more powerful than days upon days of inspiration and light. And for me, that's, I always have this thought, like, you know, we all have those days that, you know, either you're exhausted, or for whatever reason, things aren't going exactly as you'd want them. And you, you say, look, this is not going to be a day like yesterday when everything was going great, and I... <laughs> And I was motivated, and everything was, you know, was going as I wanted it to go. But actually, if I can steal five minutes from this terrible day, 
or from this challenging day, or from this unmotivating day, and do something important, that is going to be more powerful than anything else that I can do in this day. Or even from this inconsequential day. I mean, how many days do we just take for granted? Like, I will Or write off, right? Or write yeah. off. Yeah, and I, it, it, as you were speaking, it reminded me of, remember last week, I called you and I was so excited because, and I, by the way, and why I thought of it is because I can't remember anything else that happened the day, that day, except this one thing. And it was a fine day. I, it was a good day. It was fine. I can't remember anything else except that I was at a cafe and I had some time between appointments. I got a cup of tea and they said, oh, it's only, uh, it's only cash today whatever reason, whatever is going on. And so I had my tea and I'm about to leave. And I see this person that is really disappointed and she has no cash on her. And uh, they're saying, sorry, it's cash only, cash only. And she's about to walk away. And I'm like, you know, I know what that feels like. Like maybe she's really hungry or she's cold. Or you just want that one thing you wanted. So I said to her, you know, what were you going to order? And she says, a chai latte. I said, okay, I'll pay for it. She's like, what? And I said, and then she, be, and her, reaction made me embarrassed somehow and i'm like no it's like why are you doing this it's always the first question really every time that i offer to a stranger why are you doing this and i'm always like because it's the right thing to do and then just pay it forward to the next person so we go and i said so i said okay i'll get the chai latte and the barista understood what was happening and i said how much is it and he's like no 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 forget it it's on the house. I was like, no, no, I'm happy. No, no. And then we're all like, it's so uncomfortable because now all of a sudden everybody wants to give and share, right? Which is, it's contagious once you operate in that space. But my point of that story is really, I can't remember anything else about that day. Not even the week for the most part, but that stands out. Right. And that's what it feels like. And then when you do it, so now of course I'm always looking, I'm like, who needs something? You know, because that, that feeling is so beautiful and that's, motivation to do it more often right beautiful beautiful story and so if we an important tool then for our listeners is that find the action or the motivation in the unmotivating days and you will find that the power and drive that that brings you is much greater even than what you would accomplish on the days that you're fully motivated and most importantly most importantly a person will never achieve great things unless they are consistently acting when they are unmotivated. And I think also just a few other tips to support that is reacquaint yourself with people, places, situations that excite you. Don't just go through your day in a robotic way, not all of your days, right? Okay, if I can say to, sorry. Go ahead. Just thought, no, no. I, that's so important because, you know, one of the questions that I often ask myself because again, there's people who aren't doing right, but there's, there are people who are doing, but that's not enough, right? The question isn't, am I doing, am I accomplishing? The question is, am I doing the most that I can? And therefore, I think it's really because life. And also, do I even know what that is anymore? If you don't stop and ask yourself those questions, absolutely. you would just go about each day as the day before. Ab- absolutely. And therefore, if you're not asking yourself that question often enough, it's a problem because. because I would say maybe even worse than not doing is doing, but not the right thing, or at least the the greatest use of your time or your talents or your or your power. And the question isn't, you know, am I am I living a life that's manifesting, that's doing, but but more importantly, am I doing the most in whatever field that I am in, whatever my I feel my true purpose is, am I doing the most? And questioning that all the time. And I know for, that for myself, even though I would say that 
you know, most of my years, most of my weeks, most of my months are spent in doing very important work, whether it's teaching or writing or this podcast, I'm also very much aware of the fact that doing can be a, a, a way not to do the most important things. So therefore, even if you're motivated, maybe there's a greater motivation, maybe there's a way for you to make sure that you're doing even greater things, and questioning that, you know, as we say, you know, we spoke before about the importance of desire, perfecting our desire, you know, and, and, and one more thing, that, and I shared this before, but I think it's so important as it relates to what you were saying earlier about how do you know what you should be motivated for. So, there's a, um, a philosopher, his name is Gabriel Rockhill, and he wrote an article, and the title of it is How to Be Immortal. And he explains that each one of us lives two lives. We live our personal life, and we live our public life. So, for example, you know, today, I will eat, I will drink, I will exercise, I will do a lot of things, good things, fun things. And then there are the things that actually are eternal. If I, through this podcast, for example, give wisdom to one person, that's eternal, that's outside of me. What I share that is outside of me is really eternal. When a person leaves this physical world, all that he was or she was, that was fun, that they did for themselves, that really dies, that doesn't exist anymore. What remains and is immortal are the people we touched, are the things that we leave behind that are eternal. And I think when we think about motivation, and we think about where, how to elevate our motivation, and more importantly, elevate our desire, I think we should ask ourselves the questions. This question, today, this week, this month, what did I do that, that was eternal? Tomorrow, what am I doing that's eternal? It's fine to do the non-eternal, the dead the things that will die. That's fine to do. But the important question around motivation and inspiration and desire is, what am I doing that's eternal? Well, it speaks to one of my favorite quotes. We have enough time, but not enough time to waste. Yeah. There's a, what, which one of my, my favorite quotes <laughs> is from the... Uh, 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 it's a 2,000-year-old uh, teaching that says, the day is short, and the work is great. Mm. And I think, for me, that's a great motivation to know, again, yes, I am powerful, yes, I, I can, and this is to each one of our listeners, have great things to do in this world, but not more than enough time to do it, if I'm pushing, and I'm motivated, and I'm pushing myself in the, with the greatest strength. So I think that, ultimately, in this process, we need to ask ourselves, who do I want to be, not what do I want to do? And I think that's the greatest motivator of all. If you can wake up every day and ask yourself that question, that's going to dictate your actions. So let me ask you, who do you want to be? I want to be the most elevated version of myself. So I can't tell you who that is, because I haven't met her yet. Right. It's funny, because I was thinking, that was kind of my answer, right? So it's not sure, a you thing. Keep taking my right? So I don't, want to, I don't want to be an author, or a podcaster, no. or like none of those things, right? It's like, it's really about... It's limitless. You can't put I want to reveal it. the greatest, and, I, that, and it's going to be one thing today, it's going to be another thing tomorrow, and hopefully five years from now, it'll be something completely different. The greatest power that I know that I have within myself. The potential to be. So if you leave our listeners with one thought, or two thoughts, what would it be? Mm. You always put me on the spot at the Sorry, very end. I apologize. Um, <laughs> After all these years, you should <laughs> come with a like yes. rah rah rah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you should come with. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, don't underestimate yourself. Yeah, and, we, and, and know that we are all, as we sit here now, 
we're all standing. I know some of our listeners listen to it while they're walking or jogging, exercising. Every single one of us, you, are underestimating your power. And if you can at least, to some degree, keep pushing your estimation of yourself every day, you will find the motivation to do more and more and actually reveal that great light that you have within you. That's great about the final question that you often ask me. All I have to do is start the <laughs> sentence, and then you interrupt me, and then you finish it with the final oh, thought. <laughs> no, I, no, I apologize. Did I cut you off? No, do you want to share? No. So you have a letter? <laughs> I do have a letter. Uh, hello, Monica and Michael. I just started listening to your podcast out of curiosity. I belong to another religious tradition. Your words began to resonate with me, so I started listening to your older ones. I want to share this story with you, so you know your words bring clarity. I was on vacation with my son and his family. We were out of the United States, enjoying our time together, when my youngest grandson became ill. He was admitted to the children's hospital ICU. In that moment, I remembered Michael's words from a podcast, The Bulldozer. Quote, This moment is as it is supposed to be. Every situation will teach a lesson. Find the light, the opportunity in the moment. End quote. Surrender, not the moment to be a bulldozer, was the message I received. Certainly, I had the clarity to act when needed and when to let go. The doctors found out the cause of his illness, and he is in the process of recovery. Thank you. You provided a roadmap to follow. Please keep sharing your wisdom. Sincerely, Daisy. I love that. I hadn't read that one. That's beautiful. <laughs> and again, to all of our listeners, please, 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 continue to send your stories, your inspirations, because they do, not only as we read some of them, they inspire the rest of our listeners, but they also inspire Monica and myself. So please continue to send all of your stories, comments, topics, ideas, questions, jokes too, if you have any, to Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com. Again, Monica and Michael at Kabbalah.com. These stories inspire us and all of our listeners as well. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it. Stay spiritually hungry.